Welcome to Political Beatdown. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Michael Cohen. Look, if this is the first time you're watching Political Beatdown, this is a blockbuster episode. First off, I would say, where have you been? But you're joining yeah, where? At, at just the right time, because this is the episode where we're going to fully break down Michael Cohen's testimony in the New York Attorney General civil fraud case. We're going to try to look at it from all angles, from Cohen's angle, from the angle of Cohen's lawyer, Don Perry from the angle of us just watching it and what went down. So let's just dig right into it. Michael Cohen, we did the emergency episode yesterday, so we could just get your reaction literally right after you got off the witness seat. You came here, we did the live, but I want to now that you've had, you know, the, the day to reflect, you got to get some sleep last night if you were able to. Um, Actually, I didn't. It was terrible, to be honest. And I'll share this with the brigaders in the middle of the night. Don't forget, for two days now, I've been sitting, uh, you know, at this uh, trial and it put a tremendous amount of pressure on that left leg. I, I, I don't I mean, I got to just take care of this thing already. This thing has just been an absolute nightmare. Three in the morning, I had this burning, horrible sensation right in the middle of the calf where the femoral vein is so engorged. Uh, I mean, it is uh, three times, if not closer to four times the size of what it needs to what it's supposed to be. Uh, and so at like 730 in the morning, I just couldn't deal with it, you know, anymore. It took about an hour uh, till about maybe four, four fifteen before I was able to even really move my my foot, my leg, and then um, it, it, I couldn't stand up on the on the leg. It was it was painful. It felt like you know like a like a donkey kicked me in the calf. I mean, it was horrible. So I called a buddy of mine who's a vascular surgeon, fantastic, uh, you know vascular surgeon here in Manhattan, and he immediately called uh, his office uh, at Lenox Hill. They went ahead. They saw me first thing in the morning. I did another Doppler um, sonogram on the leg. Uh, they don't, there's no clot in that femoral vein right now. Uh, they're not sure whether maybe a small one might have passed through, but you know, all that aside, I'm now with my leg. So in case, uh, you know, I, I tilt off to the side, it's only because my leg is uh, uh, balanced up on a um, on a chair next to me. I mean, thank God you only see me from the, you know, from like uh, mid chest high, you know, because my leg is just uh, up and it's I'm wearing one of those, uh, what did they call those compression socks, which Shit, I remember when my grandmother used to wear it. So that's how you know you're getting old. You know you're getting old also when they showed a clip of me in the middle of trial uh, in my deposition at the House Oversight Committee. And, you know, they asked me, you know, is there anything different? She was meaning, I'm talking about Alina Haba about, you know, about what I said there to what I'm saying now. And I said, the only difference I see is the color of my hair, you know? Uh, and, you know, I got a little chuckle from the crowd, uh, which is always uh, a lot of fun because she was just, I mean, just horrible. I don't know which one of these three morons, Cliff Robert, Chris Kies, or um, Alina Haba, 
came up with some strategy, this fakakta strategy that they sold to Donald, that by denigrating me, calling me a liar, a perjurer, a convict, that that was going to somehow put an end to the entire AG's case. And boy, was Judge Ngoron, I don't want to say angry, but I would say shocked. The first time that Cliff Robert turned around and said to him, I want to move for a, a directed verdict. I mean, you're in the middle. You're really right at the very beginning or a third of the way through the entire trial. They have dozens of more witnesses. And as Ngoron said, we have many, many more witnesses. We've heard from more from other witnesses, and we have enough documentation to fill up this courtroom. His answer was absolutely denied. And Cliff Robert couldn't take that because Trump smashes his hand on the table, jumps up. Secret Service was fucking shocked. He's all fucking flustered. If anybody like me is a UFC, um, you know, uh, fan, uh, Think of it this way. So the fighters in, right, the MMA fighters in the ring, and he's all cocky and confident, and they're spying against one another. And lo and behold, the other fighter lands a groin kick right to the nutsack. And all of a sudden you see that blank look. It's like the life came out of him. He had no idea what the fuck was happening. All of a sudden, he literally thought he was going to walk out to that gaggle of like 500 press. It was insane that he was going to walk out to this gaggle, and all of a sudden, he was going to be victorious. He's going to put those scrawny arms up in the air, and he's going to say, witch hunt, I told you, and so on. This is just the beginning of my victories against you know, um, against uh, all of these radical left Trump haters and so on. And he got his ass shot down and he starts blabbering something. He walks out and literally has a five second press conference, comes back and turns around and basically threatens me, which honestly, you know, we sent a letter to the office of the attorney general. And we're like, this is just not fucking right. You have an obligation to protect your witnesses. You know, this is a civil case. This is the case that's going to financially wreck the Mandarin Mussolini. But you know what's going to take his ass apart? The criminal cases like the one that starts in March with Alvin Bragg. That's a state case. And when he gets, you know, when he gets convicted, it becomes a real issue because generally you get convicted in the state court. You go to Rikers Island. He's not going to go to Rikers Island. I can assure you that. You know, as a former president with Secret Service protection, you know, he's going to go somewhere. But they may end up just doing some sort of crazy home confinement scenario. And you've heard me say this, Brigaders. I would be okay with that. The conviction, the accountability, it's almost like what we showed yesterday when Ben put up the clip, uh, Salty put up the clip, I should say, where... All of a sudden, it's like I come to the microphones and I say, this is not about Michael Cohen versus Donald Trump or Donald Trump versus Michael Cohen. This is about accountability. Well, what does Trump say? He's a liar. There's nothing that he says that you should listen to. It's all a lie. It's, this is a witch hunt from a radical left judge. It's all about this racist attorney general.
It's all about getting Trump. And all of a sudden, right, he starts talking about this nonsense and going on and on. Salty, if you have the clip, please play that one way he's talking about me. This is really messed up. And the fact that he then turns, goes ahead and he's now threatening me, and it's made the press all over the place, that Donald Trump actually goes ahead and issues threats. The greatest part about the whole thing is if you read the transcript on it, it's illogical. It doesn't make sense. If you were in third grade and handed that into your teacher, to Miss Smith, she'd give you a flying fucking F in red, tell you have mommy and daddy sign it because you're a babbling fool. It makes no sense at all. And this is a guy who was the former president of the United States and wants to be president again. It, it, Salty, if you got it, throw it up here, pal. First, let me show the one of Donald Trump storming out. Let's do that oh, one yes, first. Yes, and yep. Let's play that let's one. Let's do it. The witness just admitted that we won the trial. And the judge should end this trial immediately. Thank you. They go, they just, he, so he just lost a ridiculous motion that was filed. And he goes, they just admitted we won the trial and that's it. And then he walks out and then Eric like pats him on you the saw that little pat, right? It was like, hey, pat me in the ass. It's like, it's okay, Dad. It's okay. It's I'm Eric Trump. It's okay, Dad. It's okay. We'll get him. We'll get him. So stupid. Let so me show the other clip, too, that you were referencing. Here, Salty, play the other one. Michael, how did you feel to see Donald Trump again? After the reunion. What did you want to say to him? Cohen, he's been on a tear just posting on his social media over and over again today about you. He called Maggie Haberman, a New York Times reporter, a he called her Maggot Hagerman, uh, Hagerman or, and, and like really unhinged stuff. I, I want to play this clip, though, from your lawyer, Danya Perry who was interviewed by Karen Friedman Agnifilo on the other Midas Touch Network show. Yeah, let, let, me, let, me say, let me say this, and I, and I put out this post also. Um, I'm not joking. I want people to know this. 
So when I was unconstitutionally remanded, my wife is actually the one who found Danya because she had represented a um, friend of ours and did it successfully. And she was right on to this. And literally, thanks to Danya and to the motion uh, and so on, and my buddy Jeff uh, K. Levine, you know, uh, who was successful in helping my wife to obtain all of the documents. It's not an easy task when you're dealing with government. Anybody who has to deal with government knows what I'm talking about. Danya filed that motion and she was right on it. And we all know the result. Alvin K. Hellerstein literally lambasted fucking government, lambasted them, saying that, you know, this was nothing shy. This is retaliation by, you know, by Donald, by Bill Barr, something he has never seen in his entire life, blah, 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 you know, and immediately um, to release me from federal custody. And the one thing I appreciate more than anything that other than, of course, being released by Judge Alvin K. Hellerstein, Southern District of New York, turn around and he goes, any further actions against Michael Cohen must come to my courtroom. He wasn't letting them fucking play the games. Let me tell you something. This is a man who belongs on the appellate court. He belongs running the entire Southern District of New York. This is a judge who understands what went on, who understands the game. But Danya Perry is a legal animal when it comes to litigation, when it comes to these, these motions. She's the one who actually helped us, all of us, because so many of you, and thank you, were uh, helpful in terms of uh, supporting my uh, that $500 million frivolous Donald Trump lawsuit. She was the one that uh, was responsible for the pushing of the motions and constantly um, beseeching the judge to forced Donald to the deposition table where, of course, the coward, that spineless fucking coward, decided that he was going to drop it as opposed to sitting across the table. The smartest move, the only smart move that that schmuck and a half has actually done in the last five years is to ensure that he didn't sit across that deposition table because this fucking putz wouldn't be able to answer a single question. In fact, during this trial, he went ahead and he did the simply, he couldn't even keep his fucking mouth shut when it comes to the judge's law secretary or the staff, right? Especially witnesses. I don't know what the OAG is going to do now with all these attacks on me, but he couldn't even keep his fucking mouth shut as it relates to what? To the law clerk? To Judge Ngoron's staff? And good for Ngoron, not going to take it. They put Trump on the stand, under oath, ask him, who are you talking about when you made the statements about the person sitting next to me and so on? And he lied like the fucking liar that he is. And he goes, I was talking about Michael Cohen. And then this fucking asshole, Chris Kies and Cliff Robert and Alina Haba. So that fat shit lies and they swear to it. Could you imagine? And they're calling me a perjurer. I acknowledged my wrongdoing. That's all I did. There wasn't anything that I said different during those two days of trial 
There wasn't a single thing that was different than what I had been saying for the last five years. And here's something I also want to ask each and every one of you to do. I want you to understand why I turn around, and for example, in the book Revenge, why I turn around and I say, I never committed tax evasion, nor did I ever commit a misrepresentation to the bank regarding a HELOC loan. All right. It's all in the sentencing memorandum, not the government's, which is like Mean Girls, the burn book. Read the Petrillo sentencing memo on behalf of Michael Cohen, which I wrote the bulk of it, where I explain I've never, I've never had a tax violation. I have never in my life failed to file a tax return. I've never failed to file a tax return on time. I've never asked for an extension. I have no, I'm not in a cash business. Every dollar went into Capital One and every single bank statement was given to my accountant in an orderly and tabulated fashion. But my former accountant, Jeffrey Getzel, he fucked up. He didn't properly um put all the numbers in. So you know what it is? It's a tax omission, but they threatened him too. No doubt they threatened him. And so he ends up turning on me to ensure that he doesn't get sued for malpractice. He's another scumbag. But putting all that shit aside, I said the same thing five years ago that I say today. And it's why I wasn't even prepped by the AG. Could you imagine as a witness, Ben, I never met with the AG's office. We never discussed the case. I went in there fucking cold completely cold. Who does that for a key witness? The answer is nobody. But I've been saying the same thing over and over and over again for five years. Pathetic. They tried to bring up mea culpa and political beatdown on the Midas Touch Network and just how okay. it's all a small, a small world, though, too. Your counsel, Danya Perry, just did an interview with Karen Friedman Agnifilo, the former number two DA in the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. Karen Friedman Agnifilo is one of the co-hosts of Legal AF. And now Karen Friedman Agnifilo will be working with Danya Perry at Danya Perry's law firm, which is incredible. And we are hopeful Danya Perry will be doing more podcasts and more shows with Karen Friedman Agnifilo through Legal AF. So it's well, I a promise very you one thing, Ben, if she wants to get paid, she'll show up now. <laughs> Just teasing. <laughs> she is the greatest. And and we are thrilled about that. Want to remind everybody as well that on patreon.com slash political beatdown, first and foremost, how important patreon.com slash political beatdown. You talk about going to the source for news. That's patreon.com slash political beatdown. If you want to know impact, just think about the image of Donald Trump storming out of the courtroom yesterday as Eric pats him on the back. It's okay, pops. It's okay. That is the impact of patreon.com slash political beatdown and the exclusive features on patreon.com slash political beatdown, like the after show we're going to do after this show. But also, we've just announced. And I thought, given that you clearly got under Donald Trump's skin and he's clearly afraid of you, what better day to do our live Zoom meeting than on Halloween? We can all do different kind of costumes. We're Join the political beatdown 
Halloween costume Zoom meeting party with Michael Cohen and me. You can meet Michael Cohen. Who doesn't want to meet Michael Cohen? Probably Donald Trump, but everyone else wants to meet, <laughs> meet Michael Cohen. So go to patreon.com slash political beatdown right now so you can make sure you could attend our Halloween meeting. We can't wait to see you there. That's patreon.com slash political beatdown. When we come back, Michael Cohen, I want to go through Judge Ngoron's written well, you order. First through Danya's Danya's. We'll go through Danya's. We'll go through Judge and Goran's order and much more after our first quick break of the day. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Maid's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Using silver-infused fabrics inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than sheets used by some five-star hotels. Miracle sheets are the perfect gift for your spouse, friends, or family. Who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious feeling bed sheets? And since these come with three free towels, you get two gifts in one, just in time for the holidays. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. And we've got a special deal for our live listeners. Save up to 40%. And if you use our promo beat, B-E-A-T at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. That's great. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat and use the code beat to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's trymiracle, T-R-Y-M-I-R-A-C-L-E dot com slash beat, B-E-A-T, to treat yourself, a friend, or loved one on this holiday season. Did you know that poor sleep can cause weight gain, mood issues, poor mental health, and lower productivity? Sleep is the foundation of our mental and physical health and performance in our days. Having a consistent nighttime routine is non-negotiable. When I don't get enough sleep, trust me, you don't want to be around me the next day. Just ask Michael Cohen, Brett, or Jordy. Introducing Beam Dream. You know we've been raving about Beam's Dream Powder, their healthy hot cocoa for sleep, and today, our listeners get a special discount on Beam's Dream Powder, their best-selling healthy hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. Now available in delicious flavors like sea salt, caramel, cinnamon cocoa, and chocolate peanut butter, Better Sleep has never tasted better. 
Dream contains a powerful, all-natural blend of reishi, magnesium, theanine, melatonin, and nano-CBD to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. A recent clinical study revealed Dream helped 93% of users wake up feeling more refreshed, and 93% reported that Dream helped them get a more restful night's sleep. Just mix Beam Dream into hot water or milk, stir or froth, and enjoy before bedtime. I've personally tried Beam Dream and it lived up to the hype. First off, it was delicious and just a lovely nighttime routine. And secondly, and most importantly, it helped me fall asleep and stay asleep. The next day, I woke up ready and eager to take on all of life's challenges and tasks. Find out why Forbes and New York Times are all talking about Beam and why it's trusted by the world's top athletes and business professionals and news anchor podcasters like me. If you want to try Beam's best-selling dream powder, get up to 40% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com beat and use code BEAT at checkout. That's shop, S-H-O-P-B-E-A-M.com slash BEAT. Shopbeam.com slash BEAT and use code BEAT for up to 40% off. Welcome back. Put the Dukes up. You're watching Political Beatdown. Thank you to all of our pro-democracy sponsors making this show possible. And thank you to everybody who joined patreon.com slash political beatdown. Over a thousand patrons in under two months. This this Zoom Halloween party that we're going to be doing is going to be lit. Bring the music, Michael Cohen. <laughs> Danya Perry spoke with Karen Friedman Agnifilo on the Midas Touch Network about what went down, what she observed, and how, you know, as you mentioned, Danya Perry's an incredible all-star lawyer, former all federal prosecutor. So when she was watching Trump's lawyers do this stunt where they did like a motion to dismiss right after your testimony, she's like, what are they doing? And it was a predictable outcome. And then she goes, then Donald Trump hit the table. Watch how Danya Perry describes it. Play this clip. And so the second he answered the question in that way, uh, one of the lawyers got up, Cliff Roberts, and said, your Honor, we we demand a directed verdict. We've won this case. The whole thing falls apart. This is a sham. I'm you know I, I, I'm paraphrasing a bit, but not much. He he requested a directed verdict in in the middle of a, of the case, which isn't something you do. It's like I was on MSNBC last night with Lisa Rubin. We were joking. It was like a, an L. Woods moment where the whole courtroom erupts and the judge dismisses the case. I mean, it just doesn't. It's not real life. It's play acting. And the judge very swiftly and handily denied that motion, that non-motion. And Mr. Trump pounded the table, literally. I know it's like a trope, you know, that you say about lawyers, like pound the table. He Objection. Yeah. <laughs> You're out of order. Exactly. Uh, he, uh, and he just stormed out, you know, and, 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 you know, his team and, and all the secret service and, you know, was required to kind of scramble and, and chase after him. But, you know, he was red in the face. He was furious. He, you know, he said something or other that I couldn't quite 
capture, like, this is ridiculous, or this is a lie, or, you know, something, and went out and gave a little impromptu press conference about how he just won the case, um, and left. Uh, You know, setting aside from the case, which we've been covering in meticulous detail here on the Midas Touch Network and on Political Beatdown, you know, just Donald Trump's behavior, how unhinged he is, and the fact that what went down in court yesterday, which anybody would tell you that you don't make a motion like that in the middle of the trial where summary judgment's been granted against you, and that he banged the table and he had to be comforted by Eric. I mean, Cohen, this behavior extrapolated to the fact that this is the leader of the Republican Party and they want to give him the nuclear codes? I mean, you know how stupid he is? No, I, I, I really want to tell this to the brigaders. All of a sudden, the judge, after he starts banging it and pulling his hair and the whole bit, he goes, order, order in the court. Trump turns around and says, I'll take a Diet Coke. And a, and a McDonald's burger. He goes, no, you schmuck. Not, he goes, shut up. And then the guy just walks out the whole bit. That's more like what happened than the way that Donald is describing it. It's, look, Danya told it exactly. It makes no sense at all. They actually thought that they had a winning strategy. They thought that there was some method that they would be able to denigrate, disparage me. Oh, look, look, we won the case. No, you didn't, you asshole. You're running out of one of two reasons he ran out of the court. Either he shit in his diaper or number two, he basically lost a motion that he thought he was going to look. He thought he was really going to win that. They somehow sold him on a bill of goods that he was going to get a directed verdict right there after 20% to 25% of the trial is over with millions of documents that they have in testimony and upcoming testimony. They sold him a bill of goods. And I'll tell you this, the first day he was scowling at me. He you know, he practices the look, you know, he looks right into the camera like that same, you know, menacing sort of look that he tries to do, you know, and he did with his mug shot. Ooh, we're all fucking scared, right? Oh, boo fucking who. The second day, his demeanor, actually during the first day, he closed his eyes at one point, put it wrapped up his hands. The whole bit was throwing his head back, whether maybe he dozed off. I have no idea, but he was really angry during the direct examination by the attorney general's lawyer uh, to me. Second day was very different. He was actually more engaged, more awake, more alive, and he was sort of leaning in uh, to the, you know, to all the questions that Alina Haba was hitting me, all yes or no questions. And yes or no questions are really very, very difficult because not everything really has a yes or no answer. First of all, there are maybes, and there's always backstories that explains why you answered it, but they would have none of that. Okay. All of a sudden, right, he's sitting there and he's almost like smirking at me with like a a nasty meanness type of a smiley smirk and then cliff robert makes that fucking ridiculous request for the directed verdict the judge shoots it down and boom everything changes like i said before like an mma fighter who just got kicked in the groin 
face went pale. The hair, sort of maybe the hairspray just jumped out as well. All of a sudden, he leaves. And what's the first thing he does? We won in court. And I'm trying to say to myself, after I saw that, wow, wow, wow. This guy is totally mental. And you're right, Ben. How the hell do you ever trust somebody who is as cognitively dysfunctionate as this guy who doesn't understand that you did not win the case? In fact, the case is proceeding on, and your motion was not just denied, but absolutely denied. And not once, but twice. Comes out, says, we won. We won the case. I don't know. How do you give them the nuclear codes is right? You know, it's an interesting observation, especially coming from you, who has intimate knowledge of him and his behavior. You hadn't been in a room with him for five years. Yes, you and I, we talk about uh, the various speeches that he gives and his behavior when we see it on the news or as reported on MidasTouch.com. But now you got to be in the room. And one of the observations that you had is that he looks like a defeated man, number one, but also number two, I think you're uniquely positioned where now you say, no, not only is he defeated, that looks like a mental man. That looks like a cognitively impaired man. And what you see there is not just a defeated man, but someone who looks cognitively impaired, right? Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, cognitively, it's <laughs> he can't go and rely upon man, woman, child, camera, TV. Those days are over because you know why? Sean Hannity, the rest of them, they're realizing that he is so down into the dumpster of dementia at this point it's really it's 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 pathetic and you know what really is pathetic that there's still millions of people still millions of these maga morons these four teeth and three brain celled idiots who still think that their furor is you know just this you know this warrior beast he's not he's a deflated asshole plain and simple you know we do the we show the speeches there was that recent one where he was like in new hampshire right he was like you know the u.s is us us is the u.s did anybody know that those were did anybody know that the u.s is 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 us and, and aren't I so handsome? Do, do, am I, I'm a very handsome person, right? You're watching that and you're like, what is going on? You know, and then today he posted that cat turd account, which is one of the big, I did a whole video on this. I'm like, he's interacting with an account called cat feces and he's relying on the cat feces poll. You know, and I, you know, and there was a comment in 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 the video that I did from someone uh, that was like, "Ben, thank you for doing the video on Donald Trump reposting the cat feces, but like, we, we got to stay focused on 2024." And my response that I am, I am. This behavior by him is disqualifying. It's all of the above. I, I'm not just showing you that he's interacting with the cat feces account 
because like, ha ha ha, that's I'm showing it because this is who the Republican Party wants to give the nuclear codes to. And what I'm trying to do, what Cohen's trying, what we want to empower you with is the toolkit when you share our videos, when you go through all the Midas Touch videos, all the political beatdown videos and audio, you're able to share with people and say, come on, to whoever that family member is, th th this ain't right. You know, th this ain't normal. We're at the same time today where there was, it was announced earlier, 4.9% GDP growth. 4.9% GDP growth. Y'all remember when Donald Trump was bragging about 2.5% GDP growth and spiking the football and all of the legacy media was like, look how great he is. He's doing the greatest thing ever. That was like 2.5% GDP growth. President Biden has overseen an economy with the lowest unemployment in American history and now 4.9% GDP growth. And it is important, though, that we have the conversation about inflation, which has been going down, but understanding its root cause. So the MAGA Republicans who want to MAGA-splain to all of us about fiscal conservatism, I call it MAGA-splaining, yep. they increased our deficit by $8 trillion, $8 trillion with a T, T like Trump, $8 trillion deficit by the MAGA Republicans who want to MAGA-splain to you. And now the arsonists, when the firefighters come and want to fix it, the arsonists are like, let's blame Joe Biden and Democrats for the fire. Y'all created, you printed more money in the history of American history than anybody. And folks, just go into the data, Michael Cohen. Listen, there's nothing, there's nothing more to say on it. You, you mag explained it right. It almost reminds me of like, you know, Ricky and Lucy. <laughs> you might explain that perfectly. I mean, it's it, there's nothing else to possibly say here. Yeah, it's a joke. They just keep trying to. What is it that Donald does? Look, it's and the same with the GOP. They all get the notes. These are the talking points. And I know about the talking points because I, too, used to get them for years, 2015 through 2016 and 2017. I used to get every day you used to get if you're going on television, these are the things that that Mr. Trump wants you to say. And the GOP jerk offs like Jim Jordan and the rest of them, they all go ahead and they keep talking the same thing. All right. In Donald's case, he's got Chris Kyes now doing it, Alina Haba, he's got Cliff Robert, he's got a bunch of other people that are doing it. So far, he's lost. With me, he's now 0 for 3. He lost yesterday. He got his ass kicked, all right? Ass kicked. When I turn around and I explain on redirect that Donald Trump speaks like a mob boss, he did not come out and say, Michael, Allen, I want you to go and inflate my numbers. I want you to go into the back, inflate the numbers and come back. He did not specifically state that. And that was the question that was asked of me. So I said, no. They said, well, if you said no, then why are you saying, why are you saying yes now that he told you to do it? So I said, let me explain. No, no, no. It's a yes or no answer. That's where they thought that they got me when Cliff Robin made that stupid motion. When redirect came about and I said, let me explain. Donald Trump speaks like a mob boss. What he said to us, Alan Weisselberg and myself, is that I'm not worth five and a half billion. 
I'm actually probably worth six. You know what? If you really think about it, I'm probably worth eight. Go back and go and then figure it out. That's what Donald says. So who doesn't understand what it is that he wants you to do? You come back with five and a half million after the guy tells you that he thinks he's worth eight or around eight. You're fucking fired. I mean, that's just plain and simple. So we went back and we did what we did. And there are things that I said, you know, that I that I said, hey, and I did what I did. And I took ownership for it. Trump doesn't know how to take ownership for anything unless it's it's a winner. Right. And he's not having too many of those. He lost the five hundred million dollar. He had to back out because he's not just fearful of sitting across the deposition table from me. He's fucking shit scared. He will not do it. He's petrified, plain and simple. And he'll never sit across that table from me because I know the questions to ask. Danya Perry definitely knows the questions to ask. We will shred this scumbag like he's never been shredded before. And I, you don't I, think I'm he's so gonna... disappointed. I'm so disappointed that he that he backed out. Well, you think and you've predicted and you predict things pretty right when it comes to Donald Trump, that he will be too scared to show up for his testimony at the New York Attorney General civil fraud trial. You believe he's going to try to make up some excuse to back out of it? Yeah, he's not showing up. He will never take that stand. Look, he sat on the stand for under five minutes when Judge Ngoron asked him, Mr. Trump, he goes, you are under oath. I am asking you right now, who are you referring to in that statement that you made outside the courtroom door? And he goes, Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen. That's what I was talking. He's sitting next to you. Judge Ingram was like, I do not believe you. You are not a credible witness. Find him 10 grand. Trump's, you know, goes out the whole bit. And then, the, you know, do you know that he did not leave right away after he jumped up in the whole nine yards? They had him waiting at the courthouse. The judge wanted to see him. Now, nobody, nobody knows what went on inside that courtroom. But I can tell you something. It definitely wasn't good. And I would love to see him try to violate this gag order again. And like a petulant child, you tell them, don't stick your fingers in the electric socket. See, Donald doesn't like to be told what to do because he knows more than you. In fact, he knows more than everybody about everything. And he's smarter than you, right? Even though, you know, his daddy brought him into, into University of Pennsylvania. He not only is going to stick his finger into the electrical socket, he wants to lick the finger as well. That's how stupid he is. That's how unhinged he is. That's how petulant he is. Well, he's the person who looked up at the eclipse. He's the person who told you to inject bleach into your veins. He's the person who talks you know about... Why they, do you know why he looked up into the sun at, uh, during the eclipse? Because they told him that you can't do that. Again, if... You know, there's another... Way of, a buddy of mine who's funny as hell turned around and said to me, Donald is like the fat kid that you bring to Dylan's candy shop. And you tell them you could have any candy that you want in this whole place. And they have everything, like thousands of candies. But you can't have peanut M&Ms. Probably because maybe there's a peanut allergy, whatever the reason. You cannot have peanut M&Ms. And the only candy that the kid wants, and the only place that he keeps 
you know, moseying over to is the peanut M&M. And I say, and I say the peanut with the peanut allergy because it will hurt him if he consumes it. So the parent trying to protect him says, you can have anything else that you want. Have, you know, dots, you can get silver dollars, you can get gummy bears, you can get whatever the heck you want. You just can't have this. And that's the only thing the kid wants. That's Donald. I want to show you Judge Ngoron's order. I also want to talk a little bit about MAGA Mike, the new Speaker of the House, who we are learning just a ton about MAGA Mike that I want to share with everybody here so you know how radical and extreme this Speaker of the House is. We're talking about total national abortion bans. We are talking about blaming mass shootings on the 1960s cultural revolution. We're talking about someone who says America is not a democracy. It is a biblical republic. That is now the Speaker of the House. They call him MAGA Mike. We'll talk about that and more after our last quick break of the day. Lomi is the only appliance that prevents food waste from stinking up your kitchen and polluting the planet. Now that I've invested in a Lomi, it's changed the way I deal with my food waste. Lomi is the biggest innovation in the modern day kitchen since the dishwasher. Lomi has helped me turn my home into a climate solution. Now I can transform my organic waste into nutrient-rich Lomi earth that I can feed to my plants, lawn or garden, instead of sending it to the landfill. I can help the environment and make my life easier. In just four hours, Lomi transforms almost anything you eat into nutrient-rich plant food at the push of a button. It's smart, simple food recycling that fits my space perfectly. Cut the chore of doing the trash in half and eliminate bugs and odors in your kitchen. And here's the bonus, you get to feed your lawn and garden with an all-natural fertilizer that you just created out of your food scraps. All my food scraps, plant clippings, and even those leftovers I forgot in the back of the fridge can go back into my garden, helping me grow more nutritious food at home. I learned that food waste makes up a huge portion of our personal carbon footprint also. By reducing the amount of food I send to landfill, I'm helping to do my part for the planet. Whether you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just grow a beautiful garden, Lomi is perfect for you. Head to Lomi.com slash beat and use the promo code beat to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to Lomi.com slash beat, B-E-A-T, and use promo code beat at checkout. Thank you, Lomi, for sponsoring this episode. Welcome back. We are live on Political Beatdown. I keep on teasing Judge Ngoron's order, so I just want to pull up the relevant portion here where he talks about what went down. He goes, on October 25th, during a break order from the trial, Donald Trump made the following statement to a gaggle of reporters outside the courtroom. Quote, this judge is a very partisan judge with a person who's very partisan sitting alongside him, perhaps even more partisan than he is. Quite clearly, the defendant, Donald Trump, was referring once again to my principal law clerk, who sits alongside me on the bench. Defendant's attorneys offered the explanation that Donald Trump was referring to Michael Cohen, who had been sitting on the witness stand. I then conducted a brief hearing during which Donald Trump testified under oath that he was referring to Michael Cohen. However, as the trier of fact, I find this testimony rings hollow and untrue. 
The Oxford English Dictionary defines alongside as close to the side of next to. Witnesses do not sit alongside the judge. They sit in the witness box separated from the judge by a low wooden barrier. Further, Donald Trump's past public statements demonstrate him referring to Michael Cohen directly by his name or by a derogatory name. But in all circumstances, he is unambiguous in making it known he is referring to Michael Cohen. Moreover, the language Donald Trump used on October 25th mirrors the language he used in public statements to the press on October 2nd, wherein he inappropriately and unquestionably spoke about my principal law clerk, stating, quote, this rogue judge is a true Trump hater. The only one that hates Trump more is his associate up there, this person that works with him, and she's screaming into his ear. Using imprecise language as an excuse to create plausible ambiguity about whether defendant violated this court's unequivocal gag order is not a defense. The subject of Donald Trump's public statement to the press was unmistakably clear. As the trier of fact, I find that Donald Trump was referring to my principal law clerk and that as such, he has intentionally violated the gag order. And then Judge Ngoron imposes a $10,000 fine to Donald Trump. But a powerful line there using imprecise language as an excuse to create plausible ambiguity about whether defendant violated this court's unequivocal gag order is not a defense really calling out Donald Trump's modus operandi right there. And Cohen, I do want to show you this, though, and get your reaction to it as well. I mentioned MAGA Mike, the new Speaker of the House. And I'd be remiss if I didn't show this right now on Political Beatdown because the threat that MAGA Republicans pose as they've purged any semblance of moderates from the Republican Party is so severe. Let me show you this brief montage of Matt Gates calling uh, Mike MAGA Mike and then all of Mike Johnson, now the MAGA Republican Speaker of the House's behavior. Play this clip. That's MAGA is ascendant. And if, if you don't think that moving from Kevin McCarthy to MAGA Mike Johnson shows the ascendance of this movement, and where the power in the Republican Party truly lies, uh, then, then you're not paying attention. Roe v. Wade gave constitutional cover to the elective killing of unborn children in America. There's a lot of pro-lifers, of course, celebrating this extraordinary day in American history that took us almost a half century to get to. In just a few number of years, Social Security goes belly up. Uh, so does Medicare, Medicaid, all of these big spending programs. Uh, we've got to think about long-term reforms to those programs. You think about the implications of that on the economy. We're all struggling here to, to cover the bases of Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid and all the rest. If we had all those able-bodied workers in the economy, we wouldn't be going upside down and toppling over like this. Listen, the gentleman, I will not yield. I will not. Roe was a terrible corruption of America's constitutional jurisprudence. And I want to show you this other clip, Cohen, as well. And our hearts go out to everybody in Lewiston, Maine, who's lost loved ones. What a horrific mass shooting that took place there. And where the United States of America by and large, supports common sense gun reform. Common sense, common sense. We have people like MAGA Mike who are blaming mass shootings on, 
Well, I'll, I'll show you in his own words here. Play this clip. Some of y'all were around in the late 60s. You remember that? what that was about, the counterculture revolution, Woodstock and drugs and peace and free love and all that, but more about the undermining of the foundations of religion and morality. Because you, if you remember, in the late 60s, we invented things like no-fault divorce laws. We invented uh, the sexual revolution. We invented um, uh, radical feminism. We invented legalized abortion in 1973, where, the, where the, the state, the government, sanctions the killing of the unborn. All these things happened because as collectively as Americans, we began to get together in, in growing numbers and thumb our nose at the Creator and say, we don't believe that anymore. We're rejecting the Founders' natural law philosophy in favor of moral relativism, and we are going down another path. Now, what we tolerate in moderation, our children excuse in excess. What happens when you fast forward another 30 or 40 years? Well, here's a picture's worth a thousand words. Go to the next one for me. I mean, we know that we're living in a completely amoral society. And so people say, how can a young person go into their schoolhouse and open fire on their classmates? Because we've taught a whole generation, a couple of generations now of Americans, that there is no right and wrong, that it's about survival of the fittest, and you evolve from the primordial slime. Why is that life of any sacred value? Because there's nobody sacred to whom it's owed. None of this should surprise us. And it leads in, in the next slide for me, it leads into just uh, chaos. Michael Cohen. Maga Mike Johnson, congratulations, you pathetic little man. You dirtbag, a scumbag. You're, you're truly the bottom of the Maga barrel. And that says a lot. And so for being the dirtbag, douchebag, asshole that you are, you are today's recipient of the two fucking fingers salute. Fuck you, you idiot and a half. Do you not know that Donald was married three times? How do you know that some of that maybe, you know, maybe uh, I've read, you know, certain things about some of his kids maybe had an abortion. Well, what about that? And now all of a sudden, that's okay, right? Or maybe some of your friend's kids had had an abortion. Or maybe who knows what else that you're sitting there babbling about that Trump won the election and vaccinations are no good. Listen. Mike, chances are you're not going to make it either, just like Kevin McCarthy. You're not going to make it either. Why? Because the ability to stay in hinges on literally three votes. And very soon in 2024, with the help of all of our brigaders, with the help of political beatdown, with the help of Midas Touch Network and all, all of the various different podcasts and and um and people that are associated we are going to ensure that the drive is done in order to make sure everybody is fully registered as a democrat so that you can vote in your area and then we can get rid of these pathetic little fuckers just like mike right i mean this guy is just a horrible fucking human being don't talk about Roe v. Wade. Oh, well, you know, we finally overturned it in 50 years, a half a century. We're to finally get rid of it. And I'll go to the slide. What slide are you showing? You're showing a slide about a woman's right to choose her own her right over her own reproductive system. You sad, pathetic little man. Fuck you. Cohen, I know how important the beatdown brigade has been to you over the past I mean, many, many, many months since we started this uh, program, Political Beatdown, but especially, um, you know, you've told me privately, you've spoke about it on patreon.com slash political beatdown as well, how much this community has meant to you 
in helping also give you the strength, you know, while there's been a lot of health issues that you've had to confront, um, you know, your ability to testify, um, having a community filled with positivity has played a major important role in, in your life. And I want to hear from you, but I do want to also say to everybody here who's a part of the Beatdown Brigade, who's a part of the Midas Mighty, you know, it is so important that we continue to grow this community. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribed to Political Beatdown. By the way, Maya Culpa will be joining the Midas Touch family of podcasts. Uh, it's already uh, an executive producer, but it's going to come on its own RSS feed right here on the Midas Touch network. But there are so many communities out there that are often the ones that are amplified by the media that are misogynistic and, and evil, and they focus on degrading people and otherizing people. And so the fact that you all created this organic community, it's an honor for Cohen and myself, and my brothers and all our co-hosts to be a part of this, but a community that you created to spread positivity and compassion where we can talk about evidence and facts and take the time collectively to go through court filings and court orders, even if it's tedious and we have to look at the footnote on page 18, that's what we do together sometimes. Sure. That's what we need to do. Sure. But here's the, here's the whole thing. We can go through documents. We can talk about a trial. I'm not even, I'm not even going to go there. I'm talking about simple simple rights, the right of a woman to choose over her own reproductive system, what takes place in a bedroom, the decision that the woman has with her partner about whether to keep the child or not. This, The fact that they think that they have the right because they have some fake religious belief that they have the right to control somebody else's reproductive. What's next? That's the whole problem. And the fact that everyone should be entitled to walk around and carry guns and whatever the hell they want. We're creating a society whereby your, your cons while they think that they're protecting your constitutional rights, they're actually taking them away. And once you lose, like Roe versus Wade, how do you ever get it back? It's virtually impossible, especially when Trump was successful in putting three people and young people on the Supreme Court. So look, like, like Ben was saying, you all have given me more strength than you could ever possibly imagine. And you know what? If that's the strength that you want to project to me, I'm just going to ask you in your comments, smack a blue heart so I know that you're going to be out there. You're going to ensure that you're voting, that you're going to be voting for democracy over autocracy in 2024. All right. This is this is what keeps me going. You have any idea how hard it is to sit there and to First of all, it wasn't hard to sit there and look at his ugly face or or any of these three fucking idiot lawyers. No, that wasn't hard at all. What was hard is you're sitting there and you know the only thing they're going to do is castigate you, denigrate you, slander you, the whole nine yards. And they're just going to call you everything nasty. And you got to just sit there. And it's seven hours a day. It's two days or eight hours a day. I went through that. I went through that seven 
times in congressional hearings. Seven. You know what we're talking about? I went through, it's enough. Who wants to sit? It's almost like, think about like these Comedy Central roasts. All right. Those shows usually last an hour because truth be told, celebrity who's being roasted can handle the attacks on them. This is seven hours of attacks. Seven. And so where did I find the strength? I actually found a lot of strength thanks to thanks to you, thanks to the Brigaders, thanks to Ben and Political Beatdown and Midas Touch Network and my family. I was able to just take a deep breath, suck it up, and realize I'm so much stronger than I thought that I could ever be. I've always known that I was, you know, that I was tough and I was strong, but this is a whole nother level of strength that's needed. And I'll tell you what I reflected on in order to garner the strength it was really my time in solitary confinement. If I was able to do 51 days of solitary confinement with no movement at all, I could certainly sit and listen to the stupidity of Alina Haba Badabla or you know Chris Kais, the little putz that he is, or the other one, Cliff Robert, another fucking jerk off from Long Island, personal injury idiot. Right? I mean, this is Donald Trump's A-team. Go fuck yourselves. All right. Let me be very clear. Thanks to all of you, I sat there. And I gave it back to them. And I, I controlled, believe it or not, more than any other witness objecting on my own behalf. That was classic. And I'm going to go through it with Ben on Patreon because I can tell you that story is hysterical. And since, of course, we ran out of time already here, all right, we're going to end up calling it a day. But let me just say once again, I thank each and every single one of you from the bottom of my heart, my family. Thanks each and every one of you from the bottom of their hearts and Ben and his brothers, the, the boys and everyone at Midas Touch Network. Thanks each and every one of you for the support that you're giving us to keep fighting for democracy over autocracy. And here's my promise to you. Here's my promise. We're going to win. We are going to win and we're going to win together. Please join us on our Zoom meeting the Halloween party, patreon.com slash political beatdown. You'll get to meet Michael Cohen. You get to meet me too, but you'll get to meet Michael Cohen. Ask Michael Cohen questions. We now have the forum open for all of the questions that you want to ask. So go to patreon.com slash political beatdown right now. We will do the after show on the story about you objecting during the testimony. I haven't heard that story, so I want to hear when you started doing the objections what that is like. Patreon.com slash political beatdown, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Subscribe to our YouTube channel right now. Let's get to 2 million subscribers by 2023. And also make sure you're subscribed to Political Beatdown not just here on the Midas Touch YouTube channel, but wherever audio podcasts are available. Just search Political Beatdown, leave a five-star review, and make sure you're subscribed on audio as well. Once again, patreon.com slash political beatdown. And for those patrons, just put in the chat below if you think it's worth it, just that there are people on the fence. We'll see you at the after show. We'll see you next time on Political Beatdown. Shout out to the Midas Mighty. <laughs>